For Monday, October 12th, 2020. It is Canadian Thanksgiving today. It is early. Hopefully, in these uh, uncertain times, you're able to find yourself a slice of pie, something warm to eat, cold to drink, dank to smoke, whatever your proclivities uh, be. Hopefully, they are fulfilled today. We have a lot to be thankful for, even in these uh, weird, upsetting, frustrating times. Uh, but we did have some good wrestling uh, this past week, and I'm here to talk to you about that. My name is Lee going solo today the one-man band today we'll be talking about aw dynamite from i believe it was october 7th wednesday yes yes that is the case but that is not all uh that is of course the uh, 30th anniversary uh edition for one chris jericho hometown boy chris jericho we will also talk about new japan pro wrestling g1 climax 30 night 13 or day 13 depending on your perspective of things and that was october 10th in osaka uh, and by all accounts, that was minute for minute one of the best pro wrestling shows of the year, if not in recent memory. Uh, I I won't go too out of my. Uh, it, l- listen, uh, the accolades laid upon this show have been uh, such that that I went out of my way to watch it this week with everything else going on, and and took some notes even uh, where my notes are lacking. I have some backups, so we will do that show justice here in a bit. Uh, it was an excellent show. Um, I, I talk again and again on AEW Dynamite when a Frankie Kazarian or someone of that uh, of that nature wrestles. Uh, just how satisfying a a well put together paced pro wrestling match can be, and I love that AEW has that. But AEW also has so much more uh, in terms of entertainment for two hours a week. If you want just a pure fucking nuts and bolts pro wrestling show you will not do better uh than that new japan pro wrestling night 13 g1 climax show check that out and we'll talk about that in a moment let's go to AEW first happy birthday to mr tony khan who i believe celebrated a birthday yesterday uh keep up the good work i i guess uh wednesday night aw dynamite october 7th 2020 daily's place jacksonville florida the home of aw dynamite the show opens with aw talent sharing their thoughts and favorite jericho moments in character talking heads uh from many members of the roster here explosions jr welcomes us to aw dynamite jericho's 30 years in pro wrestling let me uh expand my notes here uh will be celebrated in a myriad of ways tonight excalibur tony taz and Ricky Starks are on commentary here, joining JR. That is five men uh, at the announcer table. That is too many men. Uh, we, we got something up here in Canada. Too many men on the ice. Uh, this is too many men on the commentary table. Uh, Tony Schiavone doesn't need to be there if there's going to be two other people present. And, and of course, Ricky Starks didn't, didn't say a whole hell of a lot here, but Taz did. And it's just too busy. That's too many voices in your ear. Tonight, Jericho and Hagar versus Chaos Project, Luther and Serpentico. Uh, TNT Championship match, Brody Lee versus Cody in a dog collar match. Big Swole versus Serena Deeb. FTR defends the tag titles versus uh, the Hybrid 2 in their 20-minute uh, gimmick match. Uh, Brian Cage versus Will Hobbs, FTW Championship will start the thing, the whole thing off next. Uh, I think this is the first time I've seen the FTW Championship defended on Dynamite. If I'm wrong, please correct me. Taz in the commentary desk recapped the scene from a couple weeks back where Will Hobbs came to re- uh, Moxley's rescue. Ding, ding, here we go. Two hosses slug it out in the center of the ring, exchange shoulder tackles. Excalibur explains that Will Hobbs' brother was killed shielding him from bullets. Uh, I didn't I didn't do further research into this, and I have no reason to believe this, this isn't the case. 
Uh, but Excalibur just kind of drops this at the beginning of the match. Like, just like, hey, yeah, this guy's got a, got a bit of a story uh, to him. Uh, lots of athletic spots here for big guys. Great opener so far. Hobbs hits a huge sit-down powerbomb. Cage kicks out. Cage with a flourish and arrogant cover. Hobbs kicks out of that. Uh, huge double clothesline spot. Back on their feet. Strikes. Cage whiffs a clothesline. Hobbs with a spine buster for a near fall. Hobbs can't dig deep enough. Cage applies a drill claw and pins him. One, two, three. Starks leaves the announce desk. Taz uh, gets on the house mic. Taz asks Hobbs to pay attention. Compliments his impressive display. Time to play uh, the, the option game, says Taz. Uh, option A. Become part of Team Taz. Option B, you say no, and Starks and Cage beat the hell out of you. Hobbs struggles to his feet in the corner. Darby appears with his skateboard. Team Taz retreats. Taz threatens Darby, and he and his boys retreat as well. Long, long-term program there with Darby and these guys. Uh, JR throws to a video package of non-wrestling celebrities uh, and outside of AEW pro wrestlers, wishing Jericho the best on his anniversary. Uh, the, the, here's here's a if you walked into a dinner party and these guys were standing here, this would be a, this would be a good night. Uh, Slash, Dennis Miller, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Ted Irvine, and Bully Ray, uh, who doesn't have anything to say. He just shoots down some bubbly. Back from commercial break, JR reminds us Archer faces Moxley next week on Dynamite for the AEW Championship. Lance Archer video package references their match at the Tokyo Dome this past January. Lots of references to New Japan Pro Wrestling on this AEW Dynamite. Uh, it won't be pretty, uh, and he's going to have a good time. If, if Lance Archer does one thing, it's have a good time. The Hybrid 2 vibes into the ring, if I can call it anything. FTR follows Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. That's it. I'm just saying their names out loud uh, so that I can fucking remember them. Cut to backstage with the Young Bucks. Oh, boy. Uh, the Young Bucks are watching a monitor. Uh, and in their continuing spoof of all things, all the, all the WWE memes, as it were, they are watching this monitor over their own shoulders, uh, which elicited an actual laugh from me here. Uh, it's one of the podcast images on Facebook or Twitter, uh, if you follow Tits Iceberg there. Uh, the announced team talks about the Young Bucks' uh, actions in the previous week, superkicking Marvez and others. It's unprofessional conduct, says JR. Tony can't hold a grudge. Uh, Tony Schiavone, that is. He got kicked in the face, but you know what? There's just something about these bucks. I'm I, I'm okay with it. Match begins. Jack Evans with a surprise roll up on Darks. It's Angelico and Jack Evans are the hybrid too. You don't see a whole hell of a lot of these guys on uh, on the show, so thought I'd point that out. Uh, Jack Evans with a surprise roll up on Dax Harwood. Tony reminds us uh, that attending AEW events live is very affordable. I believe uh, the whole thing's at 10% capacity, maybe less. Uh, when you consider the amount of people they can cram into one of the things, that, that's still quite a bit of people. But uh, you can go to an AEW show if you are local in Jacksonville, Florida. Jack Evans does a splash onto both members of FTR and his own partner. Excalibur reminds us, or at least me, uh, that this is a 20-minute match wherein, if it goes to a timeout, FTR wins. As per the gimmick Tully implemented a few weeks back. Dax drops Jack Evans' leg on the barricade. Cash works on the leg as Dax distracts ref Aubrey Edwards. Uh, we had to break, in quotations, out of the version that stays full screen with commentary uh, this particular week. FTR continues to lay a tag team beating on poor Jack and Helico uh, reaching for a hot tag, Dax cuts off his escape and tags in cash. Jared mentions Tanahashi appearing uh, in the video package. And Helico, the submission expert, is tagged in. And Helico is uh, like six foot five, six foot six, or so. He like he's huge. Uh, he's one of those deceivingly tall guys, like a Conan O'Brien or Okada. Uh, both uh, he gets both members of FTR in a, a neck hold here. Assisted for uh, fifty splash near fall on cash. Excellent tandem offense from FTR pin attempts and Helico dumped outside. Jack Evans and Dax, the legal men. Jack Evans with a top rope ax axe kick. 
He clips Dax's... This looks pretty nasty. Uh, he clips Dax's ear. I don't know if Jack Evans, like, worked himself into a shoot here, like, selling his leg that when he went to actually jump off the top rope, he botched it. Um, but this looked nasty. Uh, it was supposed to be, like a, like, a leg drop, but it came down as, like, an axe kick right on Dax's ear. Uh, German suplex to Evans, actual uh, flipping axe kick to Dax this time, uh, intentional axe kick, clothesline, tiger driver uh, from Dax, and he gets a two count on Evans. Avalanche suplex from Dax, top rope splash from Cash, they pin Jack Evans, one, two, three, to retain the tag championships. Backstage with the Young Bucks, uh, they get mad at the cameraman for spying on them, so they super kick him and realize they have no money to pay and just leave. Suddenly, two tag belt wearing hot dogs with FTR's faces appear on the screen. What the hell? Uh, best friends music hits. They appear and enter the ring with FTR. Something about weenies. Uh, they are wearing shirts bearing the same hot dog and image. Uh, you guys get it, right? Asks Trent. Uh, Chuck mentions they're the number one contenders, and thanks to Tony Khan, will be facing FTR next week. The teams uh, begin to brawl, but FBR, FTR bails and retreats. Uh, TH2 versus FTR was a real decent match outside of a couple botched spots. Best friends hug it out, and so ends the segment. Uh, if there's a 20 minute FTR match or tag match like this every show, uh, fine, great. Like, no, no problem. Uh, they're given the time. This is a promotion that, you know, values their their tag belts as a top championship alongside their, their singles championship. So, it's good to see it. Excalibur is ecstatic, letting us know that both the AW and AW tag championships will now be defended live on AW next week. Since then, I believe matches for all the championships have been added. Uh, another video package, MJF uh, blows some smoke here, talks about meeting Jericho for the first time, how inspired he was by him. We then cut to Shaq, Gene Simmons, Don Callis, Lars Ulrich, Ulrich of Metallica. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page round this one out. Uh, JR warns us that Brody vs. Cody is next, and it'll be graphic, and it will be physical. Uh, video recap of how it came to this. Brody Lee has held the TNT Championship since defeating Cody in three minutes weeks ago on Dynamite. Arn Anderson has the last word here. It's about more than the title. It's about earning back your self-respect. Cody's music 2.0 hits. He and Brandy appear, and the stage is lit on fire around them. Arn appears, and the trio head down to the ring. The Exalted One, the TNT Champion enters, followed by John Silver carrying the dog collar device, and Anna J. Brody Lee is here. Justin Roberts introduces the match, beginning with ringside Dr. Michael Sampson. Greg the Hammer Valentine is also in attendance. He's just, I guess, an aficionado of dog collar matches. He just wants, I want to be there. Uh, must win by a pinfall or submission, no countouts. Paul Turner is our referee. Quick commercial, Brody and Cody. Uh, oh, I just realized that their names rhyme, said back to back. Uh, stare at each other. Uh, John Silver ties the boss his, uh, boss's collar on. Paul Turner equips Cody's. These men are now tied at the neck by a thick uh, leather collar and separated by a chain. Brody Lee requests a mic, tells Cody he brought this on himself, and Arnold Anderson, shut your damn mouth. Ding, ding, here we go. This looks like it uh, sucks uh, to work around, these these damn collars. Uh, wow. Uh, stepping on your own chain by accident and wrenching your neck would be very painful. Cody with a shot at John Silver, who is busted open at the side of the ring. Cody already landed. The first person, that, if, if you told me Brody Lee versus Cody dog collar match, and I and you asked me who's the first person to get busted open, John Silver at ringside may not have been uh, my first choice. Cody already landing more offense than he did in their last meeting. Clotheslines goes for a springboard cutter. Brody yanks the chain and sends them to the mat. Um, it, yeah, in a heap. Uh, they brawl to the outside of the ring. Brody requests a chair from Butcher and Blade for some reason uh, and directs uh, Silver to sit on it. So Brody Lee here kind of cares about John Silver's well-being, which is kind of interesting. Cody flies from off screen and boots the shit out of him. 
John Silver, that is. Back in the ring, huge DDT from Brody. Anna Jay escorts Silver to the back. This is uh, a quick distraction for Brody. Cody, freshly juiced during this distraction, gets a chain pulled across his face by Brody. The grandson of a plumber bleeding everywhere on a Wednesday night, slides through Brody Lee's legs, yanks the chain uh, to split his nads, Russian leg sweep, Brody escapes to the outside. Cody with a tope through the ropes, more chain yanks and barricade spots, as someone with a sore neck uh, at this particular point in time when I was watching this, is very cringy in a good way, Brody drags a table to the ringside and boots Cody in the ribs. They fight on the apron, Cody uh, drops, it's a weird way I have this phrase, Cody drops off, tugs the chain, and delivers a cutter to Brody. We had to picture-in-picture picture for, or, or a commercial, depending on where you are. Uh, if picture-in-picture picture for uh, for some, uh, I wonder what's being on, like, being advertised. So, like, I, I just, I'm just watching the match. Uh, but if it was picture-in-picture picture for you, what was being advertised to the left of these two bloody men uh, tied to one another with a chain? I'm curious. Surprise! Cody delivers a package pile driver to Brody through the table. Uh, this looked pretty damn crazy. Brody's a huge guy, uh, and Cody gets him all packaged up and sent through this table. Uh, Cody taking most of the uh, the brunt of this here. Anyway, they uh, they are tied together with a chain. I'm just going to remind you that uh, for that spot as well. Brody is now busted open as well, both men uh, bearing crimson masks. Cody rolls Brody back into the ring and attempts a pinfall for a two count. There is no countouts in this match pinfall or submission only we are reminded they wrestle on chairs lay about the ring cody uses uh, a double length of chain to whip the lower back of Brody lee feeds the exalted one some knuckle sandwiches before pulling him to his feet cody wraps the chain around a ring post chokes brody by pulling it before booting him in the guts brody reverses an irish whip and tightens the chain to choke cody and lock up his right arm cody escapes into the ring and eats a power slam for a near fall brody beats cody down uh, with a chain-wrapped wrist. Brody frisbees a chair in Arn's direction. This thing was coming right for his fucking head from the TV angle. Arn enters the ring, pissed off. I believe Alex Reynolds runs in and quickly eats a spinebuster. Uh, Brody hits Arn with a length of chain. Cody decks Brody from behind, sends him into the corner, and lays... It w Arn Anderson taking bumps in this match, too. Sends him into a corner and lays in some chain-assisted punch of his own. Uh, Brody's face and beard are a bloody mess. Cody chokes Brody from behind with a chain. Determined look on his face. Moonsault off the top rope for a near fall on Brody. Brody with a boot and a thrust kick to Cody, who retaliates with a crossroads near fall. Brody shakes his head. No way. Super kick spots here. Chain really coming in uh, into play with the super kicks. Uh, Brody with a power bomb uh, onto the chain. Two count. Cody looking less determined. Climbs to the top rope and eats a palm to the face from Brody. Brett's rope superplex. Uh, from Brody. Is this a superplex if it's from the second rope? Both men uh, laying bleeding on the mat. No cover made. Cody ducks a discus lariat, spins around Brody and delivers the final cut. He triple wraps the chain around Brody's face, hammers the top of his head with elbows, and hits a huge crossroads. One, two, three. Cody is once again the TNT champion. Uh, what a, a violent, bloody affair. Wow. The Nightmare family rush into the ring. The Dark Order stands in disbelief on the ramp. They slip around the outside of the ring and pull their boss to safety. Cody is presented uh, the championship, smooches his hot wife, and now talks to Tony Schiavone. Congrats. Thank you so much, says Cody. Uh, very passionate, passionate babyface promo here. There's no feeling on earth like competing in front of a live crowd. Uh, you can hear the crowd popping, uh, which is like they had them mic'd up correctly here. This was a live show, a tape show. Whatever the case, did a really good job. Uh, Cody uh, cuts a passionate promo to his fans. Uh, he wants to defend the championship next week on Dynamite. Against who? Asks Tony. Good question. Ponders Cody. Orange Cassidy squeezes himself out of the tunnel and presents a thumbs up. Cody responds uh, in kind with a thumbs up. 
Cody lifts the title and his theme plays over uh, over baby faces in 2020. What can I say? Cody versus Orange Cassidy for the TNT Championship next week. Back from break, JR th uh, throws to Excalibur, who fills us in on the eight-man single elimination tournament uh, that will conclude at Full Gear Pay-Per-View. Uh, last week, Jungle Boy, Ray Phoenix, and Kenny Omega were announced. This week, we're adding Wardlow, Cole Cabana, and Adam Page to the list of announced combatants, with two more to be revealed. Backstage interview with Alex Marvez and Kenny Omega. Kenny seems hyped for the tournament, refers to Adam Page again as a tag team wrestler. Don't be surprised if at the end of this tournament my hand is raised. Alex comments on Kenny's apparent confidence. Kenny reiterates it doesn't matter, he's winning this tournament. Big Swole versus Serena Deeb. Swole in a subtle tuxedo mask ring gear here. Messy, beginning, middle, and end to this match. Uh, but there were certainly some interesting uh, pinning predicaments. Deeb uh, getting in a ton of offense during the picture-in-picture. -picture. Swole powers back uh, up with a clothesline, a massive headbutt to the chest for a near fall. Um, these women trade offense here, culminating in a very complicated rope-running spot, uh, which was mostly botched. Headbutt and a pin on Deeb, 1-2-3. Swole takes this one, and I believe now has a title match against Sheeta. Next week, Wednesday, Moxley video package shows him watching... Uh, sorry, shows him walking in the desert. Uh, one doesn't beat Lance Archer, one survives Lance Archer. Last time we, he fought Archer, he barely left with his teeth in his head and his head in his, on his body. Every time uh, he hands the belt to the ref, he knows he may never touch it again. What happens October 14th? Flips a coin. Maybe I win, maybe you win. Uh, but more uh, from my gold dead hands talk here. Everybody dies, he takes a shot. Moxie versus Archer next week, AW Championship. FTR versus Best Friends 20-Minute Tag Championship Challenge. Miro and Kip will be in action. TNT Championship uh, match, Cody versus Orange Cassidy. And coming up next, our main event. So who should win the TNT Championship? Should Orange Cassidy grab that thing? Listen, man, I don't know. Uh, Orange Cassidy needs a win, though. He's, he's I mean, he, he did win the rubber match with Chris Jericho, uh, so I guess there's that, but... Uh, I don't know what you do with Orange Cassidy. I don't know if you put on the title on him now or wait for, for true crowds to return uh, to, to truly see how over this guy can get. I don't know what the answer is there. All I know is it can go either way, and I'm fine with it either way. And that, to me, is good booking. Uh, all right. Jericho and Hagar versus Chaos Project, a, uh, a dancey, emotional, and unpredictable... Uh, what? <laughs> dancey. I don't know what... The, not, a, not an adjective I've ever heard before. Um, anyways, here we go. I believe he's referring to Luther, whatever note I was writing here, but it was late in the show, and, uh, it's the quality you get. Excalibur says Luther and Jericho last fought in 1996. A quick video package of congrats. Lance Storm, Kevin Smith, Eli Roth, Gabriel Iglesias, and Chavo Guerrero, Steel Panther, Ultimo Dragon, Paul Stanley, round this one out. If you had, like, a bingo card and filled in all the celebrities you thought that would wish Jericho well on his 30th anniversary, I, I think I would have done pretty well. I don't know if I would have had two members of KISS, but here we are. Uh, we turn from commercial to the crowd singing Judas, Jericho with a huge grin on his face, Excalibur name-dropping Ghetto and New Japan Pro Wrestling at the start of this match. Serpentico and uh, Jericho start things off, and Luther is quickly tagged in. These men lock up for the first time in 24 years. They trade chops. Luther comes off the top rope with a boot and clothesline. Excalibur continues to put over Japan, seemingly trying to cram as much Luther across Jericho history in as possible during this match. Luther and Jericho battle into picture-in-picture. -in -picture. Jericho hits a lion salt and tags in Hagar. Hagar with a belly-to-belly -belly whiffs a Hagar. 
Hagar bomb. Luther repeatedly picks up Serpentico and drops him onto Hagar, jumping knee strike for a near fall on Hagar. Serpentico dumped into the corner, dodges Hagar and attempts a crossbody into the arms of his opponent. Jericho tagged back in. Uh, we get some spots outside the ring here with Luther flipping off uh, the top rope onto the entire inner circle. Jericho lays in the ring uh, recovering, eats a knee drop from Luther for a near fall. Luther in control here, getting a ton of offense in on Jericho. Hagar forced to break up a pin. He and Serpentico tumble out of the ring. Uh, Jericho calls for Floyd the Bat. Luther catches it instead and hits Jericho in the belly. Ref Aubrey Edwards is distracted, of course. Jericho hits a Judas effect and pins Luther 1-2-3 in a flash. That was fine. Uh, it was a cool thing for Jericho to do for Luther, who is uh, not on the same level as Jericho this many years on. The Inner Circle celebrates in the ring. The crowd chants and cheers for Jericho, who is in the middle uh, of thanking them when uh, MJF's music hits. This is not about me. I'm not here to step on your toes, steal your thunder. Yes, MJF... Uh, is out here because he respects Jericho, uh, and he's here for the celebration. Presents Jericho with a jobber dressed as a clown. Jericho not impressed. The clown is holding an additional gift that uh, Chris quickly snatches away and opens himself. MJF asks him to indulge him for a moment. Next week, he's going to be making a career-defining announcement, and he wants Chris there. Jericho opens the gift to reveal a picture of MJF in a beautiful frame. Jericho slams this picture into the clown's head and hits him with the Judas effect. Get an MJ he gets uh, right in MJF's face and says, I hate clowns, and don't ever interrupt me again. There's a serious beat here, and then they both laugh it off. Jericho wishes everyone a good night, and a pile of AEW talent, mostly heels, if not all heels, flood the ring for a toast of bubbly. Gimmicked credits, credits roll, crediting Jericho with every role on the show. JR wishes us a good night, and we go off the air. A very decent AEW Dynamite. Uh, inconsistent uh, wrestling throughout, and that was mostly on the part of the women's match and, uh, and, and the Jericho match to follow. Uh, Luther, like, Serpentico's fine. Uh, Luther is fine. Uh, this wasn't meant to be, like, a retirement match or some, some huge thing. Uh, this was a fun thing he kind of did for his buddy. I mean, Luther is in AEW for, for that same reason. I know they're getting some wins on Dark and stuff like that, but, uh, I, I don't know the heyday of one, the Death Dealer, Luther. Uh, I've heard some cool things of him from back in the day. Haven't really seen, uh, much, but I have to say... Uh, he's a veteran guy. It's probably great to have around. And I'll be honest with you, the the way he's treated on this show, just as a pro wrestler on the roster, is and the way Arn is treated, the way all these legends are treated on AEW is a breath of fresh air compared to how they are typically utilized on uh, WWE, which is uh, having their draft right now. A draft that this, these shows are not touring. They're taking place in the same building. A draft doesn't fucking matter. You could forego a draft. You could make an announcement that talent can freely move between the two shows and still there's a reason to segregate them again. There just isn't. It's like comic books when comic books are bad and you say, hey, I'm writing the story and I, have, I, I want a cameo from Batman and DC Comics tells you Batman's off here doing something else at this this time in the, in the canon and Batman cannot appear and your story is worse off for it. Uh, that's That's how I feel about that kind of booking in WWE. Mm. Okay. New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax 30... Night 15. 13. Jesus Christ. October 10th, 2020. Night 13. Day 13. That's the one you want. At the Osaka a Prefectural Gymnasium in Namba, Osaka, Japan. Be the one, goddammit. I'm watching with Japanese commentary, so I can't really fill you in on storylines or specific focuses of the announcers, unfortunately. Young Lions match uh, to start things off, which I watched all of. Uh, if you don't know what the Young Lions are, it's like the developmental level of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You aren't really given a gimmick. You wrestle in black shorts. Uh, you have very little personality onto yourself. 
uh, and I like it. It's like two creator wrestlers that no one gave outfits to uh, wrestling. Get ripped, throw some tunes on Spotify, here we go. Uh, the crowd is mostly uh, full uh, from the looks of things here in Osaka. Fans in attendance cannot call out, uh, but are encouraged to applaud and stomp their feet. Osaka and pro wrestling crowds are arguably the best in the world, uh, I have heard. And I have witnessed on shows such as this. Uh, they are attentive in clapping after sequences, even in this opener. Some intense grappling and grunting from these young lions. Umura, uh, I should say, who is even in the match. Uh, we have Umura and we have... Uh, sh shit. It's uh, Yuya Umura and Yot Yota Suji is, uh, is who's taking place here. Umura locks in a pretty serious arm hold. Suji. Uh, powers out of it to his feet, slamming Omura on his head. Splash in the corner, massive shoulder tackle, jumping body press for a near fall on Omura, who boots his opponent, returns to his feet. A quick reversal on Omura once again has Suji's arm in a bad way, wrenching it with a hold before uppercutting his elbow. Suji turns the tables with a deep Boston Crab. Omura fights for a rope break. Back on their feet, Omura hits the biggest arm drag slam I've ever seen. He wrenches Suji's arm without releasing it. Suji feeds him some desperate strikes. Omura locks up both of his arms, Suji's arms that is, uh, and he screams in his face and delivers a Bridging suplex for the pin. I thought this was a great opening match. And it kind of set the tone for like, oh, right. Fucking pro wrestling. All right. Jeff Cobb versus uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Lots of chest chop, shoulder tackles. Just a rock and roll start to this one. Jeff Cobb is a is is so goddamn good. He's got a great look. He's got that stout rhino toughness to him. Ishii, just a brick shithouse. The way this man carries his, his shoulders. I fucking get a kick out of this guy every time I see him. Uh, Ishii uh, begins uh, to no-sell some elbows and strikes from Cobb before dropping him with one massive strike. Cobb gets frustrated and tosses Ishii in a way he will feel, let's say. Big uppercut in the corner, drops him uh, in the center for a near fall. These men battle to lift one another in the center of the ring. Ishii with a brain buster. Cobb invites Ishii to pummel him a bit, and Ishii obliges him. Cobb dazed. Uh, from the flurry of strikes, gets to his feet and whips Ishii into the ropes, leading to another standing strike spot. Ishii absolutely drops Cobb with an elbow strike. The ref warns Ishii to keep away while he assesses Cobb's condition. Cobb, conscious once more, suckers Ishii in for a belly-to-belly -belly suplex. Ishii hulks up, back to his feet for a power slam and gut wrench suplex. Cobb responds in kind. Cobb thrusts a headbutt through Ishii and both men end up on the mat. Crowd really into this one. Claps in unison. Thrust kick from Cobb. Suplex for near fall. Clotheslines. A standing moonsault from Cobb. Near fall. Ishii with a massive kick. Selling his own leg after the strike. They battle for control. Ishii hits a snapdragon suplex. Ishii stands roaring, waiting for Cobb to stand. Delivers a massive lariat for a near fall. The men headbutt each other to a stalemate. Crawling, groaning on the mat. The crowd really into this one now. Cobb gets a reversal for a powerbomb and gives Ishii the tour of the islands for a pin. One, two, three. Woo! Yeah. Uh, Jeff Cobb is like, is like super intense, more interesting. Brock Lesnar, uh, with the, with the standing moon salts and the 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 power spots as well as the athleticism. Man, love Jeff Cobb. Uh, yeah, AEW was very lucky to have him guest spot on that one dynamite. Uh, let's just put it that way. Jay White versus Yujiro Takahashi. Jay White claps along with the crowd, firing them up for, before inviting Yujiro to lay on the mat and take the pin. Takahashi lays down. Presumably it is a uh, preordained that he will take the pin for his Bullet Club elder Jay White to give him the two points. Jay White plays around with the ref for a bit, letting him uh, letting up after one counts, making sure the ref is paying attention. Goes for the pin for real and Yujiro kicks out at two. And Yujiro keeps kicking out at two. What are you doing? You know the deal? Jay screams. What the fuck are you doing? Yodra 
attempts uh, a flash pin and clotheslines Jay White for another near fall. Yojo continues to take the fight to White, uh, looking to get uh, the big two points here. The two-man exchange a massive low blows in this one as well. Jay White uh, does eventually get the pin and win here. There is apparent, uh, apparently a parallel story of dissension with the Bullet Club taking place on the B block with Evil and Kenta, uh, and I didn't really follow up on that. Jay White is furious after the match, grabbing a chair and heading back into the ring. Ghetto talks him down and tells him to throw the chair away. He storms off. More of a storytelling match here uh, for, for me uh, to see that the the heel was so brazenly asking another wrestler to lay down for him and that other wrestler having some semblance of pride or disdain for Jay White uh, that he he's like, no, let's let's have a fucking match here. Jackass uh, was great, even though, you know, I'm not someone who watches New Japan for wrestling and follows the storylines. It was this told me everything I needed to know. Will Ospreay versus Taichi. This is a match uh, that I watched and didn't take notes for. Both men sporting their finest cosplay uh, take a moment to remove their many layers and get down to business. Uh, so I have my own uh, kind of partial notes here. It was it was such a good match, though. I, I just grabbed the, uh, the Wrestling Observer notes uh, here. But how fucking long of notes is this? That's eh, not too bad. All right. Fine. I'll read these notes. Osprey tried uh, to bait Tai Chi into showing interest, but Tai Chi was not biting. Tai Chi, instead of engaging in the match, fixed his hair. Osprey messed it up. This gave Tai Chi all the motivation he would need. A quick kick to the midsection from Tai Chi led to a Rana from uh, Osprey. Uh, tai Chi, I, I do have to mention here that Osprey is just like casually taunting Tai Chi while he does this Rana. Like he's just ordering something at a, at a drive through window, but he's fucking flipping through the air. Tai Chi fell uh, to the outside. Both uh, were outside. Tai Chi hit Osprey in the gut with a hammer before choking him with its handle back inside. Tai Chi continued at the throat of Osprey, pressing his hands across it. Osprey eventually was able to get his speed to land a kick and gain some control. Whoa. Tai Chi uh, rolled to the outside and was hit with, uh, with an Osprey special and Osprey flying palm. Shooting star press and... 540 corkscrew senton bomb followed jesus christ will osprey is a really good pro wrestler tai chi reset the match with an inziguri uh osprey tried uh for the oz cutter but was caught with a tai chi suplex the two climbed to the top rope and a brief struggle led to a cheeky uh nandos kick from uh from osprey uh osprey then ascended doe for the 450 but was stopped by the knees of tai chi uh, a high kick and a power bomb left tai chi with a near fall and without pants, you ripped him off here. Osprey immediately kicked Taichi in the back of the head. Osprey tried for the Oz Cutter, but was uh, kicked mid-flight. Mid Taichi hoisted Osprey for a Black Mephisto, but lost control. Osprey tried for a Stormbreaker, but suffered the same fate. A second Black Mephisto Stormbreaker failed. Struggle occurred. Osprey hit the ropes and landed an Oz Cutter only for Taichi to kick out. Osprey hit the Hidden Blade and the Stormbreaker for a pinfall victory. Uh, and there you go. This match was uh, a bit longer uh, than it needed to be, I think, for, for the tension to pay off. Uh, of course, still a great match and, and fits right in on this card, but maybe not the finest from either man, uh, let's say. Kota Ibushi and Minoru Suzuki, some footsies to start things off. Crowd was quiet uh, and tense, slaps, jabs. Things get sexy down on the mat. Kota tosses Suzuki into the barricade, uh, a... Uh, at ringside, rather, he returns to the ring and claps to get the crowd fired up. Suzuki wanders a ways down the ramp and beckons to Kota to follow him. Kota meets his challenge, and the men exchange blows at the top of the ramp. The ref begins the count, which is uh, 20 in New Japan Pro Wrestling, I believe. Both men return to the ring. Kota keeps popping up and uh, taunting Suzuki after eating kick after kick. And now, the slapping starts. Suzuki no-sells a number of strikes before dropping Kota with one of his own. A drop kick from Kota 
yeah, evens the scales a bit. They uh, flow uh, from one another's moves, looking for advantage and a lucky strike. Suzuki lays in a brutal lion tamer. Jericho, are you watching? Just calling you out, buddy. Uh, Koda powers out and attempts a big knee. Suzuki gets uh, three seconds of a sleeper hold here. Suzuki keeps controlling Koda's limbs. Uh, hands locked together. Koda delivers a headbutt before ki uh, hitting the knee. Suzuki on his knees. Koda hits him once more with a knee for a pin. One, two, three. Koda Ibushi is your winner. A grimacing Minoru Suzuki is rolled from the ring. Okada versus Shingo Takagi, the main event here. A night of long, shiny coats continues with both of these men preferring gold. Ding, ding, the crowd is hot. Okada and Tadaki lock, uh, uh, Takagi lock up. A uh, bit more action to start this one off as uh, than matches previous. Big shoulder tackle spots. Huge sliding, uh, look like a leg scissors from Okada. I could just read the Observer one again. Uh, but I'm just going to power through my notes here to finish this off. Takagi uh, hangs out at ringside, grabs a chair to have a sit, checks under the apron, and is immediately reprimanded by the ref. Uh, they continue to battle back and forth. Okada uh, pops the crowd, shouting Osaka, uh, drops Takagi with a DDT, waits uh, for him to stand up. Uh, not out yet, Takagi powers up with a number uh, of Okada's... What? Powers out of a number of Okada's moves and gains the advantage once more. This culminates in Okada uh, drop-kicking Takagi uh, from his perch in the corner of the top rope. Uh, and onto the floor. Okada chases Takagi and uh, tastes the barricade once more. Uh, <laughs> draping DDT from Okada on the apron to the floor. Back in the ring. Uh, Takada. You know, you, Takagi. Takada. That's not a wrestler who exists. Takagi. I'm going to head to the Observer Report here just for the finish. Because uh, my, my notes are getting a bit gargled there. Uh, garbled and gargled at the same time. Okay. Okada climbed to the top rope and was cut off by Takagi. Takagi landed a superplex, uh, which he followed with a running lariat into the corner. Okada bounced from the corner uh, with an attempt at recovery. Okada landed a dropkick in Takagi and elbow, leaving both men grounded. Uh, Okada tried hoisting Takagi up for a tombstone, but Takagi fought free. Takagi then began leveling Okada with forearms, but failed in delivering uh, Made in Japan. Okada tried for a quick pin and landed a tombstone after Takagi kicked free. Uh, Okada then... Uh, locked in the money clip once more before landing a Rainmaker. Takagi powered out following the near finish and landed a Rainmaker of his own. Takagi, I'm uh, always great seeing people use their opponent's finisher on them. Uh, Takagi landed uh, Made in Japan and nearly pinned Okada in the following attempt. A pumping bomber followed and yielded uh, Takagi the same result. Uh, Takagi hoisted Okada for the last of the Dragon, but Okada fought free. Okada hit a lariat and locked in the money clip once again. Takagi fought and fought, but eventually faded to the clutch of Okada. Okada's money clip caused Takagi to pass out, leaving Okada victorious by submission. Okada matches uh, still struggle in the opening act. Uh, says this writer, uh, to the reduced input of the crowd, the matches, climax, and falling action were great, even with the lackluster opening. I thought that match was fine. Uh, I thought the the whole show was uh, was pretty damn good. I particularly like the Jeff Cobb Ishi match. Uh, I love Will Osprey. Uh, him and Taichi was was fine by my accounts. Kota Ibushi and Minoru Suzuki great, and this uh, this finale here was also pretty fucking rad. Great show. If you've uh, never watched New Japan Pro Wrestling before, you know, there's probably a, a, a Wrestle Kingdom or something to really give you a taste of it. I wouldn't say your first thing should be something with a crowd that's not allowed to cheer. Uh, but this was pretty great, Pro Wrestling. And if you've uh, been looking for that throughout the uh, the quarantine here, I uh, I recommend this wholeheartedly. It was a great show. AEW, uh, stacked for this coming Wednesday. Looking forward to that as well. But that's going to do it for the show this week. At Titsiceberg is us on Twitter. Leah Titsitheiceberg.com is me on Twitter. Uh, 
Email, leave a comment, question, topic, anywhere you see this posted. And if we find it interesting, we just might talk about it. We'll be back in a couple of days here with Public Beta Podcast to continue our Pokemon conversation. Me and Reed, that is. Uh, so check that out. As always, thank you for listening. That's the Sultan's Up. Slam! Everybody!